Northwest Christian School Online provides online Christian education for any students ranging from kindergarten to 10th grade. The tuition is fully covered through the state of Arizona's ESA program and is affordable for families out of state. You can count on NCS Online for a rigorous, proven online program that establishes a robust biblical worldview for all students. For more information, go to ncsonline.org. That's ncsonline.org. Friends, welcome to a special Tuesday surprise special episode of Kingdom Culture Conversations. You've become used to these things hitting your inbox on Monday mornings, and lo and behold, it's Tuesday, and you're hearing Mr. Brown's voice starting a new Kingdom Culture Conversation, and I'm thrilled to announce that actually almost every day this week, we're going to have special episodes, and so stay tuned for for a whole series of surprises uh, this week. But today, I'm, I'm really excited about our, our guest today. One of the things that uh, really was instrumental in causing us to put together this podcast from the very beginning, Kingdom Culture Conversations, was that we realized early on, uh, really in 2020, was that our students were asking a whole series of questions regarding culture uh, that the church as the whole was not readily answering. And so kids were were seeking answers on the internet. They were looking on YouTube. They're Googling things. And I'll tell you what, there is so much chaos and confusion out there. And and we really had it on our hearts to root uh, a series of conversations in God's word and to bring these questions, questions that are, are spinning out of a culture that's just out of control we wanted to bring these conversations back. We realized early on that we were either going to be leading these conversations or we were going to be cleaning up the mess afterwards. And I think more often than not, with the way things are deteriorating in our culture today, it's a little bit of both. Uh, but today's conversation is exciting. It it deals with um, today's conversation really is going to cause you to think. And and I'm pleased to to introduce to you in just a, a few moments, uh, Janet Ruth, who is a former federal prosecutor who has argued cases before the Ninth Circuit District Court of Appeals in San Francisco. This is widely known to be the most liberal appeals court in the entire United States. As a matter of fact, this last year, the Supreme Court overturned 95% of the cases that rose out of that court to the U.S. Supreme Court. So to say that it uh, seems a little bit AWOL of, of constitutional uh, constitutionality would be an understatement. So Janet knows her stuff, and she's written a compelling book. Uh, the book is called Separate for a Reason. And essentially, uh, she's going to make the argument that we need, as believers in Christ, we need to recognize and respect the distinction that the Constitution puts forward that, that our founding fathers really considered to be important, the separation of church and state. And this is going to be a challenging conversation. I fully recognize that there will be individuals that may not agree with Janet's perspective, but I love the fact that we're having this conversation. I love the fact that our students are going to be compelled to think through on a critical level whether or not they actually agree 
with some of the suppositions that Janet is going to put forward today. I earnestly believe that the truth needs no defender, and God's word is God's word. And so I challenge everyone, after hearing this this stirring conversation today, let's go back to God's word. What does it say? as to whether or not we agree with some of the things we're going to hear in this podcast. So that being said, buckle up, friends. We're in for a great conversation today between G and Janet Ruth. Well, good morning, um, good afternoon, or good evening. That's kind of my my little tagline there. And uh, we are glad you joined us today for um, Kingdom Culture Conversations. It's a podcast um, through Frameworks, a biblical worldview initiative of Northwest Christian School and uh, we've had some pretty fun guests on this show. And uh, today we're actually filming this. You might be hearing this. But we're actually filming it too for one of our our classes. But I'm here with Janet Ruth. Um, I like the I like the play on your name with your website, Jane yes, Truth. Jane Truth. <laughs> yeah, Jane Truth or Janet Ruth. But Janet is a former federal prosecutor and college professor, and held many volunteer positions. Um, has two children, lives uh, with her husband out in Northeast Mesa. Yes. And uh, author of two Christian living books, Standing Firm. When, when did you write Standing Firm? Uh, I think it came out in 2009. 2009 and then separate for a reason. Originally came out in 2004 under okay. the name, um, I'm blanking out already. Yeah. One Nation Under God. Okay. And then 2019, uh, a Is rewrite. A re- rewrite. Right. Okay. And you also have a, a, a fiction book. Yes, that was my original. Um, That's your aspiration or that, did you want to keep doing that or was that? I always thought when I was in college that I would take time off at some point in my career. Okay. With young children and write yeah. a novel. And gotcha. I did and it didn't get sold very much, but I okay. had fun writing the novel. <laughs> I love it. Um, that's what the website says, um, Janet. But can you tell us a little more about you? What are you all about? What have you, you know, I know you're from Phoenix, but what, what's mm-hmm. your kind of some history of you? I guess I was um, raised in the valley. Uh, yeah. To a uh, lived in a Christian family, went to a very small church, um, really not too far from here, Ninety First Avenue, and Indian School. Okay, tiny little um, Baptist church, and was raised in the Word. Was raised loving God. Was yeah. raised with um, a servant heart. My mother mm-hmm. was very much a servant, and uh, I was raised to do that. So as I grew, I decided I wanted to dream big and I wanted yeah. to serve in the area of justice. Okay. So from the time I was probably in junior high, I decided I wanted to be a prosecuting attorney. <laughs> wow. So that was when you were a young girl. That was yes. okay. That was the plan. Yeah. So made it through high school, college, um, went to Grand Canyon University. Lopes up. <laughs> Lopes up. Yeah. <laughs> and then uh, Arizona State University for law. Okay was very fortunate to be chosen in my last year to receive the Truman Young Fellowship, which meant for an entire year, I was spending um, at least 20 hours a week in a law office. So wow. it was three months with the city of Phoenix, three months with the county attorney, three months with the attorney general, and three months with the U.S. attorney's office. Wow. It was absolutely fabulous. And the U.S. attorney's office offered me a job. So okay. I realized that dream that I had as yeah. a little girl that um, I thought I could make a difference in people's lives by pursuing justice. Yeah. And that's what I wanted to do. Did you see that? Did you get to see some of that change that you would hope for in this position? You do, because you have to quickly realize as a prosecutor, your job 
isn't to change the whole of culture. Right. Your job is to affect each individual case and each individual case, you want the best possible result to come out. Right. And very often that means a plea agreement because that's, um, it gets the job done quickly and it, it gets um, the victims something that they um, are entitled to. Right. And it then lets them move on. Okay. And other times it means a trial and sometimes it means an appeal, but with each case, you have to look at it that every case matters. Every, every defendant matters why they did what they did. Um, what is, what is justice in their case? Because it's people. It's people. Because it's people we're talking about. It's not yeah. a number. It's anything. I think we said on your, um, uh, on your bio, a ninth court circuit court of appeals, that's the Southeast kind of circuit, right? That's right. There are, um, for the federal government, there yes. are circuit courts that that's your appellate court over a number of States. Okay. So we would most often go to San Francisco to okay. argue our cases on appeal. Okay. Um, and were these criminal cases or what kind of cases were they yes, like? I, I okay. just did criminal cases. Okay. I was actually hired under um, a new law that gave the district of Arizona some extra money to handle drug cases. Okay. Uh, we had, we just had a lot coming across the border. It was too much for the counties to handle down there. They said, you know, this is, and you know, coming across from Mexico, why does the yeah. federal government handle it? Yeah. The money was there. They hired me. And the first case on my desk was a bank robbery. <laughs> <laughs> That's great. So, okay. so you learn to go with the flow. Okay, absolutely. Um, but yeah, I, I worked on murder cases wow. um, and all the way down to parking tickets at national parks. Okay. <laughs> and so you found that rewarding. I did. I really, okay. really and, enjoyed and, the job. And then you did that for about how long? Five years. Okay. Uh, after four years, God brought a godly man into my life mm. that um, actually kind of got me for who I was, that I was a strong conservative Christian, but I also had this passion to serve and and be active. But I actually got pregnant pretty quickly after we were married. And then it came down to, okay, I have a job that's 50 or 60 hours a week and I'm traveling twice a month to San Francisco. My husband has a job that's 50 or 60 hours a week and he's traveling all over the world. Uh, What does, what's best. Something's got to give to happen here. And so I did end up leaving the U S attorney's office at that point. And for me, the decisions have always been, I was so fortunate to be, to be raised this way that it wasn't about what was best for me. Mm-hmm. It was what is best for God to use me. Right. How am I living out what I believe right. about God and what he's doing in the world and what he asks from his people. So that made the decision easy that yeah. the family had to come first uh, but something opened up very quickly. The uh, Department of Veterans Affairs needed a part-time staff attorney. Okay. So I was able to do that for three years. Here in town. Yes, in Phoenix. Okay. Yep. Mm-hmm. Had my second child during that time. Yeah. And again, quickly realized that the the pressures of wanting to do my best for the family and wanting to do my best in the job was a little too much for me. Right. A, a lot of people can handle it. A lot of women <laughs> can handle it. Yeah. Um, in my personal circumstances, it wasn't it was, working. And what this is like, how much is like law and order and these TV <laughs> shows? How much is that like what you do? I mean, it's just kind of a funny I question. I mostly but. don't watch legal shows okay. because they're yeah. so far from yeah, what, what I figured. Happens. That's what I figured. Um, and the biggest thing is just the time involved. Okay. Um, from the time that you first see a case until the time that it's resolved, there's quite a years, bit of time like involved. Months and years and not like... Months for criminal cases, usually. Okay. Um, a high profile case can last a year or more. Okay. 
Yeah. And what's the, and, and you're a follower of Jesus. I, I, I heard that word servant over and over again. Yes. And one of the things that, that we want to encourage to our students is, <laughs> um, you know, and some I kind of latched on to the, the son of man came to serve. Yes. You know, and not to be served, but to give his life as a ransom for many. Mm-hmm. So I kind of say we're never more like Christ when we're serving. Um, and that's not, I'm not going to stand my ground on that, but I feel like that's what he came to teach us. Right. And I think so. And, so, and you saw yourself serving in this capacity. Yes. Yeah. And then I love that you went to now serve your family after that too, because serving is just a part of what you're doing. Mm-hmm. Um, you are, uh, again, you wrote these couple of these books. Yes. Um, you're serving God. Uh, what is, what does it look like being a prosecuting attorney and a Christian? Um, is there ever some kind of, um, knocks in that road? Um, there was a little bit for me. I'm sure everyone has a different experience. Yeah. It wasn't so much from outside my office as from inside. Okay. Um, that there was occasionally pressure to go harder on someone to press a point yeah. to, um, make an example yeah. rather than in this particular case, what is the best result? What is justice? Yeah. And the thing I absolutely loved about being a prosecutor and I didn't, know this until I actually had the job is that there is every state has a, an ethical um, system, a, a code of ethics that okay. attorneys have to abide by. If you don't abide by that, you can lose your license. Okay. Only prosecutors have a separate rule. Oh. So for the most, for all the other attorneys, your highest duty is to your client to do the best job you can for your client. A prosecutor's job is to seek justice. Oh, and I loved that. I that's loved, great. Yeah, that's great. That's need to know. I mean, that's a interesting little tidbit. And also working for the VA, um, a lot of our cases were veterans suing the Department of Veterans Affairs for one reason or another. Yeah. But the Department of Veterans Affairs exists to serve the veterans. Mm. So again, wow. even though I was representing the interests of the governmental agency, we still had that dual mm. um expectation that we needed to do what was best for the veteran as well. That's amazing. So I, I love I, it. Yes, I got two excellent jobs for a Christian to be in. <laughs> absolutely. Absolutely. Um I read this book uh separate for a reason. Again, there's some people watching this and some people aren't, but uh um I read this book, really enjoyed it. Um what led you to write this book um called Separate for a Reason? Well, after I stopped working uh, for the VA, I took one year off completely and Then at that point, found out about teaching and I got my community college certificate to teach at Mesa Community College. But the church I was going to, I started talking to people that were involved in organizations that are trying to make change in culture, trying to get um, more moral laws or to save moral laws, um, trying to um, keep those monuments that we love that talk about gods we trust and yes. And um, keeping the pledge of allegiance under God and the pledge of allegiance, uh, all these wonderful things. And I was encouraged to, to go to work for them either, you know, full-time, part-time, even volunteering. And it just didn't sit with me right for a while. So I really started thinking about it and using that lawyer brain and listening listening to sermons, listening in Bible studies, uh, listening in my own reading and saying, God, what is it that you really want us to be doing? So I do believe that there is good in those pursuits, Mm -hmm. but I think there's another way to look at it too.
Northwest Christian School has made biblical worldview online courses available to all high school students for transcript credit, regardless of whether they attend public school, private school, charter school, or homeschool. Frameworks is an exciting new initiative utilizing the learning management system of Grand Canyon University. For more information, visit BibleClassesForPublicSchools.com.